Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Time zones confuse me. And that is the thing that, like, there's... (laughs) Time zones confuse you. It's always a different time. Uh, Somewhere, Somewhere. It's five o'clock somewhere. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Star Wars Explained Weekly Q&A. I'm Alex. And I'm Molly. And we got a new background. We finally pulled the trigger. Molly <laughs> has been talking about doing this for like a month now, and we finally did it. Yay, I'm so happy. <laughs> I like this new setup. I was just saying, it, it feels, I feel like I'm doing an interview, being interviewed. It just feels, the vibe is different. Yeah, it, it does feel, we were like, it's the exact same thing, but for some reason, we're a little more nervous being able to look at each other a little easier. We have more comfortable chairs. Uh, we've got a back. tiny table, a new home for Cobb Vanth, or whatever can go there. Oh, yeah. Alex is like, and then we'll put Cobb Vanth in the middle. Right, where he belongs, front and center. And I was like, why him? Because because he looks great there. <laughs> just He's just the new What else thing. would go there? We can put whatever is relevant here. And yeah. right now, Cobb Vanth is very hot. Okay. He's very relevant. Because he's a hot toy. Mm-hmm. He's a hot toy, hot man. <laughs> um, and I put a blanket down for Hilo, which you all cannot see, but I wish you could. Yeah, I am most interested to see what the pets do with this. Because uh, Hilo would normally lie down underneath the table. Uh, and then people would see Pippin jump up and battle with Hilo or just walk all over the place. And he doesn't have as many places to walk now, so... <laughs> He might just hop into our laps. We'll see. Yeah. Hilo seems content very... right now. Pippin has a very small window here, yeah. so we'll see how that goes. But he's got laps, so he might be okay. Anyways, hello. Uh, uh, let's talk about some Star Wars stuff. Uh, not a ton going on this past week, news-wise. Um, I wanted to talk about just the experience of putting out our first FAQ video. That came out this past Monday. Uh, that was an idea Molly had sometime yes. last year, <laughs> and I was like, that's a really good idea. I think it was like November. Yeah. Because we were... We brainstorming have, new ideas for this year. We do most of our brainstorming and uh, talking of ideas when we are walking Hilo. So I was like thinking about how we didn't know what was going to happen this year. We didn't know when anything was going to come, so we were like... We might have a lot of downtime. Uh, what other kind of content do we want to make? And I was like, let's take it back to basics. Mm-hmm. And you just had this idea of collecting all of the questions that we get all the time. And uh, maybe <laughs> this will help some people who, like, it, it felt, it did feel like going back to basics and answering questions that I feel like I just have the answer off the top of my head for most of them uh, because we talk about them so often or we get the question so often Mm -hmm. uh so a new hope is out it's doing pretty well uh which i'm excited about. people seem to like it uh we we spent a lot of time on it (laughs) it looks a lot better than i would say most of our 
other videos do? Well, I guess from my perspective, there's a I'm lot like, of a lot more editing involved. I had the idea uh, to add all of the video clips, which probably added a lot more editing time. But yeah. Let us know if you enjoyed the little video snippets because uh, yeah, that was that a took little a lot too. like that was a little dicey just as far as YouTube goes yeah. because you know you can only use so much before uh, you'll get flagged because you can't just upload the movie, yeah. obviously. <laughs> they, they, they will demonetize your video if it has, like, more than a couple of seconds of, like, a movie or song or yeah. something. So, But I, I wanted to, keep to say, it, keep it tight. from my perspective, it felt nice to, like, work really hard on one really good video and put that out and feel really proud of it, whereas I feel like a, a lot of the things that I have done it's like they're they're answering questions but it's just very simple editing mm -hmm. and uh simple presentation and i was like this feels nice to do something on the level of like not quite the level of the canon timeline video but uh something in between that i was still like i'm very proud of this video yeah and something we can just go movie by movie mm -hmm. And over time, do one for every movie. And maybe multiple per movie, because uh, people are already leaving questions, and I'm like, that, that's a pretty good one, too. But for now, uh, I am working on The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, we're also going to do The Phantom Menace soon. I, my original idea was to do like the original trilogy, then the prequels, then the sequels. But since The Phantom Menace is coming out, or is <laughs> it's coming out again, maybe it will. Uh, but <laughs> since it's going to be its 25th anniversary... I wanted to make sure I had that done and ready to go for May so that we had a... We're just going to, like, celebrate the Phantom Menace in May. And that'll be fun. As it should be. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that if you haven't seen it yet, please go watch it. Uh, I think it's really good. If you don't watch it, just, like, put it on the background. Let it play. <laughs> give it a like. Or yeah, I will say that <laughs> the video probably isn't for people who, like, watch the Q&A and watch, like, really die hard watch our videos I, because I, know. I it, mean it, we, I would say it's pretty it's more basic questions sure but there were a lot of comments uh on that video that were like I've seen these this movie a hundred times and I didn't know that so you, you might learn something that's yeah we did have uh one of our friends Zach Burkett who uh, has been on the channel before because he beat me in Star Wars trivia at Dragon Con back in 2018 uh, but even he texted me and was like, oh, I had never thought about, I think it was gravity on the Death Star. So he learned something. Mm -hmm. I guess there, maybe there's one fact out of the 40. <laughs> yeah. And, and if that's the case, then it was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was kind of, I guess those are the big two things that we got up to this past week was, uh, reorganizing everything. You can't, I'll, I guess I'll give Molly a picture, but there's, uh, also, a whole bookcase. Yeah, don't worry about the books. They're still here. They're just over here. Um, I was. We got a new bookcase, and then we were like, we'll just have display stuff behind us, book over there, or books go over there. And then I was like, and we'll have more room for more books. And that's not the case. No, we filled completely it filled it and didn't even get all our books on there. So that's annoying. <laughs> we're going to just keep adding more bookcases I know it's, to this room until it's all bookcase. We're just going to have our own Jedi archives in here. That that would be amazing. <laughs> Honestly, that would be cool. Yeah. It, it I just don't have the space for it. Yeah. I, if if you're on our Patreon, we're going to release a little behind the scenes video of us 
moving all this stuff and we're gonna show like square by square what we put up back here so let's check that out I, I told molly i was like we're gonna have to move all the lego sets and <laughs> if we the, i'm gonna move all the lego sets and if the worst were to happen we had better capture it <laughs> on uh, on recording did but anybody die no everything was fine Hilo did knock off a panel of the Millennium Falcon, but it was fine. <laughs> it went right back on. He didn't know what it was. <laughs> but let's get into some questions. Uh, and our, our first one is, I, I chose it because it was kind of a, a slow news week compared to the last two or three mm-hmm. where it, we were getting like some movie news. There was a bunch of, to talk about Asajj Ventress last week, but... Uh, Graham Gaskill asks if we're worried that there haven't been any new show announcements for Disney Plus. And I don't think we've had anything new since 2020 as far as announcements for brand new series. Like we know mm-hmm. we're still going to get Andor season two, Ahsoka season two, The Mandalorian is continuing. Right. Yeah, they. it's like they haven't really done too many announcements. Maybe they're going in a direction where they're like okay we're only gonna announce stuff at celebration or d23 or you know official things like that maybe and and also i mean the strikes probably affected some stuff and they were like let's just wait i i also misspoke because skeleton crew was announced yeah at 2022 i think celebration we just haven't heard any updates yeah, on it. Not since 2023 celebration. All we know is that there's a Lego set somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the, the rumor. In the that works. We're going to get a Lego set for something in Skeleton Crew, which makes complete sense. Um, but yeah, okay, so I think it's been since Skeleton Crew that we haven't had anything new to be like, this is on the way. No, I, I'm not worried about it right now. I, I think that, yeah, the strikes surely delayed things. I think Disney is also looking at uh, just considering a little more uh, what they do on Disney Plus and how much they spend. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they were just pumping budget into all these shows. And I think that they are... They, they talked about a slowdown in Marvel. Uh, they mentioned a slowdown in Star Wars as well. I don't know if like Star Wars never had nearly as much as Marvel going on, so I'm not too concerned about that. Yeah, I wonder what the budgets are compared to each other, though. Like a an average Star Wars live action show to an average Marvel live action show. Which one do you think costs more money to make? I don't know. I, I guess I kind of want to lean Star Wars. I feel like it would take more effects, mm. uh, but I'm not sure. I know Echo. I, I just read that was disney plus's like smallest budget for any series i think it was only five episodes but it you know it was like a what do they call a street level hero mm-hmm. kind of thing so i don't think it, we haven't watched echo yet but i she's don't think she's not it was... shooting like plasma rays out of her hands <laughs> no, like maybe maybe she does i don't punching know and kicking <laughs> we haven't seen it yet but yeah <laughs> I, I think that it depends on the show but yeah i'm not sure what the budget comparison would look like my gut says Star Wars would cost more, but that's just, I don't know. I have nothing to base that off of, so don't listen to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I am kind of expecting 
a new series announcement probably when the bad batch is over i think like a new animated show yeah Hmm. and you know what i misspoke again because young jedi adventures i mean i don't think i think uh graham is probably talking more along the lines of live action series well young young jedi adventures uh and tales of the jedi those are like continuations of something that's already going on that's true yeah um so i wouldn't say those count okay Uh, but i think when the bad batch ends we'll probably start to hear something about the next animated series uh as long as they're they've got one in mind they probably already started work on it i'm just thinking of when rebels ended resistance was announced pretty shortly after Mm -hmm. and then i think we had clone Wars season seven announced before resistance was over and then that led into the Bad Batch announcement. So I feel like they're always, with animation, trying to keep something consistently, at least on people's minds, if not releasing. Yeah. Yeah, I think we need another animated show that is for a different age group. Because Young Jedi Adventures is great. It's for a much younger audience. And then we have live action stuff. So we need something in the middle. Yeah, like I think there is definitely an audience for that bad batch like you know a younger audience could watch it like teens Mm -hmm. uh but also adults like to watch it too so i think they'll probably go somewhere clone wars rebels bad batch that age group i hope yeah do you want it to be like something brand new like what young jedi adventures was or characters that we already know uh either way like i'm always excited by new stuff but if they announced uh luke skywalker uh training with leia or ben solo or hanging out with laura santeca or all of the above Mm -hmm. i i would be down for something like that for sure um i would love some more ben solo content yeah that's uh ben we were listening to uh force center talk about the potential new what's going to replace bad batch if something is on the way and just the idea that you can explore ben solo's heroic days Mm -hmm. where you know in the prequel films we don't spend a whole lot of time with anakin at like his best and then we got the clone wars and then we get to see more of the tragedy of his fall and like this is just anakin being a hero 24 7 uh except for a a few times where he'll stab someone and the imperial march plays yeah (laughs) uh but to to get that for kylo ren i think would be interesting that would be awesome but as far as live action goes i'm not sure if we're gonna get anything announced soon i i I would hope that maybe we get an announcement at celebration japan Mm. um but right now i would love for them to just clear the air for the lando stuff is it a show is it a movie well according to donald glover it's a movie now so So I, i think he was the one that said that maybe we get more details on that may have been his brother that said that but yeah that's true. There, uh, there is something to be said for maybe Disney not announcing things all the time. Like, I guess part of the reason I'm not bugged by a lack of announcements is the fact that uh, we've had a lot of announcements that didn't pan out. So yeah. an announcement is, it's nice to know that something's on the way, but 
with the amount of projects that have been announced and fallen through, like you can announce Rangers of the New Republic all day, but it doesn't really matter until it is on our screens. Yeah. Don't get our hopes up, <laughs> Star Wars, unless that's, you know you're going to do it. Yeah. that's. I feel like they are being better about that now. Yeah. Uh, and not just... That, that's that thing. I always go back to that 2020... It was an investor call that was like live streamed to everyone. And it was a super fun night to react to all those things. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so many of those projects that were announced for investors. Right. Uh, it was like they, they just didn't go through. The Lando show or movie, Rangers of the New Republic, droids, which we still. Droid story. Yeah. Whatever. Don't know what that was going to be. Rogue Squadron. The big one that stabbed me right in the heart. Womp womp. <laughs> Someday, maybe. Yeah. That's the, that'll be my hope for a live action series announcement. Sure. Let's, let's do that as a series. Take some inspiration from the Legends books. Let's get some Old Republic stuff. Like if they're going to do a new live action project, I think it would be cool to get into the Old Republic. Because we're about to be done with High Republic, which is very sad. Just the books. Just the books, like for phase three. But if they take a break from High Republic, the book stuff, mm -hmm. maybe we go to Old Republic. That's. I mean, I would be all for it. I think that they're just not going to do that while the Old Republic MMO is in play. Like, I, I feel like they should just pull the trigger and be like, it's still the Old Republic, but it's not connected to the MMO. But mm -hmm. since new stuff is still coming out for the MMO, I think they're kind of holding off on that. I can't tell if Hilo hit the camera. He probably did. He definitely he did. Sticking with animation talk, Zacharias asks if we think the Bad Batch will come out Tuesday evenings like Ahsoka did, or will it be Wednesday mornings? I have to assume Tuesday evenings, that they'll stick with the 9 p.m. Eastern Tuesday night release that's my assumption as well i haven't seen any talk about it either way but i just don't know why they would introduce the the ahsoka it's coming out at what 9 p.m eastern mm -hmm. and then just stop doing it all of a sudden yeah just because it's animation like i was wondering if they were going to move bad batch back to friday or something i don't know why just because it was animated and not live action but i think it's the star wars release right now mm -hmm. and i think they know that plenty of adults are going to be tuning in to watch it so my my hope is that it's still tuesday evening i think that's just going to be like the new prime time time slot for them because i i mean i know it sucks for other time zones but i feel like eastern and pacific time Pacific, I guess, is a little late, but it's perfect for Eastern time. It's, it's a like... lot better for us than having to wake up at 5 a.m. <laughs> to, to cover things. Well, yeah, before it would come out at like 3 a.m. Yeah. And we would just, instead of getting up at 3 a.m., we would just sleep a normal night and get up and do it like really early in the morning. So being able to watch it in like a primetime nighttime slot is a lot of fun. I don't know why they still say... Like, Ahsoka is coming out on Wednesday, but really, it's Tuesday at 9. And, like, mm -hmm. Disney Plus is not the only place that does that. 
when we watch For All Mankind on Apple Plus TV, it's like, new episodes every Friday, but really, it's Thursday at 9 p.m. And I'm like, why why not just say it unlocks at Thursday <laughs> at 9 p.m.? I think the fact that for more time zones, it's the next day than it is the previous day, maybe. I guess. I don't know. Time zones confuse and me. And that is the thing that, like, there's... <laughs> So it's confused you. It's always a different time. Uh, somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. It's five o'clock somewhere. So, <laughs> someone is always going to get kind of screwed with the time zone, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And that's, I know people were in Europe were annoyed that they changed it to Tuesday nights for us because it was like perfect for them mm-hmm. to wake up and watch it. But yeah. uh, we selfishly really like the Tuesday evening slot. Yes, it was it was us. We wrote a letter to <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy mm-hmm. and said, "Please, please, 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 please." <laughs> she was like, "Okay, fine." <laughs> <laughs> We've got one more bad batch question from Rick Villanueva, who asks if Crosshair knows what happened to Tech. Ooh, doubtful. I don't think he knows much of what's happening at all. Right. I agree with you. I think it's also, at least at the end of season two, very doubtful because he just looked unconscious on a table. Yeah. Now, and, and if he did know, he might have it might have been wiped off of his brain or something. <laughs> I kind of think that it depends on if there's a time jump at all in between seasons two and three. But I guess if he is going to know, I don't. I don't want to see it happen i don't want to see him find out but mm-hmm. it would be a good scene to watch it would be very sad yeah if so if my theory is correct and tech is alive but he's being experimented on in evil vicious ways like what if crosshair comes across him in mount tantis somewhere and like sees him and is like wait a second <laughs> and that would just be devastating that can be our bet for this season that I think tech is gone for good and you're, you're still holding out hope. I'm trying to not get my hopes up. <laughs> Which, like I said last week, if, if he is gone for good, that's fine. I'm still going to hold out a little bit of hope that he's he, he's still around, even if it's in a very sad and terrible way, like he's been turned into a killing machine. Right. We did talk about how tragic all that could be uh in last week or two weeks ago i can't remember when that was but mm-hmm. yeah there, there are definitely way I, I guess i'm just like i think he's gone i'm just trying to accept it in my heart <laughs> if if that's the case then i can finally officially grieve him <laughs> so like either way it's a win for me <laughs> uh, uh as for crosshair though whether or not he knows i do think uh, Hemlock is not the kind of villain to keep it from him. Like, I think he would actively tell Crosshair mm. and just just to be mean. <laughs> yeah. So. It's kind of like the way he showed the rest of them, the goggles. Yeah. Like, if it's advantageous to Hemlock to manipulate Crosshair or, or to tell him for any reason, I think he's going to tell him or just to be mean. He might just do that. He's a mean, mean, mean man. <laughs> He's a great villain. I like him a lot. 
He's he's I've talked about this before, but he's one of those quiet villains mm-hmm. that like almost is whispering all the time. Yeah. So you're just like, why is he so creepy? Why yeah. is he talking so softly? But why so has he always evil? got those gloves on? Weird. Moving out of animation, we're going to talk about comics a little bit because Joby Wan Cannoli asks if Dr. Afra could have recovered the artifacts Indiana Jones didn't and if she would have destroyed the lost cities Nathan Drake found faster than he did. Uh, I liked this question on its own, uh, but also the final issue of Dr. Afra was this past week uh, on Wednesday, so I just wanted to spend some time to celebrate that. But also just, it's a good question. <laughs> Good let's, props for a good question. Let's talk Afra for a little bit. Uh, I I do think that Afra could have recovered the things that Indiana Jones wouldn't, because first of all, Indiana Jones is more noble in his search. You know, he wants to help his museum. Mm-hmm. He wants to preserve the artifacts. Afra wants to. She she's actually more like Belloc. I've said mm-hmm. uh, that she's more like the dark side Indiana Jones, where she tries to take things out of museums and then sell them. She wants to get rich. Yeah, she's in it for herself. Yes, and f- for her needs. Yeah, like there's a great arc of the comic where uh, she is after this thing called the Spark Eternal, and she basically gets killed by it (laughs) but it's star wars so she can mystically come back but uh it was very belloc of like Mm. i found the thing i'm gonna unlock the thing oh no the thing stabbed me (laughs) so uh that i just it it took that moment for me to be like she is not indiana jones she's belloc Mm -hmm. uh she do you think she would drink from the grail oh mm, she would get someone else to do it first Oh, yeah, and see what happens. The way Elsa does. Like, she she has some Elsa in her, too. She Uh would manipulate someone else into drinking it just to make sure. But I I think she might be smart enough to know which Grail was right. Yeah. Um, But I I think that she probably would... Like, if, if the Ark goes into this warehouse, she probably wouldn't be like, oh, well... She, she's like how do i bust into this she'd warehouse she'd track it down and bust it out <laughs> it's mine yeah, yeah. I, I, so i think it would be hard but she could recover all of them uh as for nathan drake and his he finds a lot of lost cities he finds shambhala and mm-hmm. all these places and by the end <laughs> they're falling apart uh would she destroy them faster than he did <laughs> he destroys them pretty dang fast so <laughs> Maybe I I didn't play those games, but I saw the the movie and I thought the movie was great. It was kind of like it was silly and it was more fun than I thought it was going to be. There were some characters that I had problems with, but overall, I thought it was a cool movie. It was a fun little adventure, but yeah, in the games, Nathan just about always finds uh, El Dorado or like some place and then just ruins it. <laughs> um, I, it would be an interesting race. I'm. I don't recall Afra completely destroying a an ancient civilization off the top of my head. Do you think I, she's a little more cautious and careful than Nathan Drake? Not really. <laughs> and I also like it's. It's not always Nathan's fault that these places fall apart. Sure. Uh, unless you count the fact <laughs> that he opens doors that then the bad guys can walk in through. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would I would argue it's the bad guy's fault. Uh, 
you know, I, I, I just can't recall. I'm like going to the Lost City of Vale at the beginning of the comics, which that was like four years ago. Uh, which just by the way, I want to say congratulations to Alyssa Wong because their run of Dr. Afro was awesome. Uh, I did an interview interview with Alyssa and Daniel Jose Older uh, like a week ago, and another part of that is coming out in a, another week or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but just Alyssa's a great person, super fun to talk to. Uh, I enjoyed their run of Dr. Afro immensely. They got nominated for how many GLAAD Awards? Like three, and that's just for Afra. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, uh, Daniel Jose Older talked about how Alyssa's been nominated for like every possible award in science fiction, which I'm sure <laughs> is an exaggeration, but uh, it does seem like Alyssa gets a lot of awards. Well, <laughs> um, going to the right person. Yeah. Sounds like. Uh, and I hope I hope the Afra story continues and Alyssa continues to write her. Uh, but back to the Lost City of Vale, I, I can't remember if that place just got royally messed over <laughs> or not. And I know you haven't read those comics. <laughs> I know now nothing that they're about over, this. Now that they're over, uh, you're, you're claiming you're going to. Oh, yeah, the, the Afra comics. I'm Now that that run is over, I'm going to... You can just tr- binge. Try to binge You can it. binge through it on my Kindle. I thought you were talking about Nathan Drake uncharted stuff and i don't know anything about that either yeah it's all just (laughs) (laughs) it's all just noise to you uh i i do think that afra i mean she brings chaos with her everywhere she goes Mm -hmm. so i i wouldn't be surprised if she destroyed a whole bunch of ruins but do you think her bumper plate bumper plate Bumper sticker? Bumper sticker would say, like, gay chaos or yeah. something like that. Chaos. <laughs> chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Our last question of the week is from Trill Gent, who asks if Star Wars fans are overly critical of retcons from page to screen. Obviously, we're still kind of building off of the Asajj Ventress uh, stuff that people were debating about mm-hmm. last week mm-hmm. with her return, even though it does sound like they're going to do something to make sure Dark Disciple remains intact which oh yeah you didn't mention that you are in the middle of reading dark disciple i am i'm like almost halfway through and i really like it so far i think we're gonna try to uh, because i want to reread it and we're probably going to try to do a little book podcast about it before bad batch comes out Mm -hmm. just to talk ourselves through it like give a refresher for people in-depth like discussion breakdown yeah because it's been along it's been like 10 years since i read it mm-hmm. it's a lot <laughs> nine of years nine years it's a short short ish read it's like barely 300 pages i want to say yeah it's not too bad the audiobook is awesome uh it's mark thompson and he is great at doing kind of like different voices for different characters and so like his ventress is is a lot of fun um but yeah as far as retcons go I think that as a whole, I would say Star Wars fans are not overly critical of page-to-screen adaptations. It's that I do think that when the trailer came out, I I got excited, and then I went, oh, wait a minute, what does that mean for the book? Mm-hmm. And then I went, oh, no, like, Twitter's going to blow up <laughs> over this. Here we go. So I was like, there, there definitely are people who get upset over that stuff but 
it's people who love those stories. Mm -hmm. It's someone who loves Dark Disciple and wants it to be intact. And so I I don't fault anyone for having that (laughs) reaction. Yeah, I I think... Like, to say most fans in general, it's it's hard to gauge because we see so many people online discussing what they think about changes being made in books or comics versus shows and stuff. But, yeah, I, I think for the most part, people are pretty civil about it. It's just the however much percent, like a low percentage of people online are the ones like just yelling about how mad they are or saying that they shouldn't do this anymore and like saying, oh, Dave Filoni loves to... (laughs) Dave Filoni hates books or whatever. Yeah, loves to change book stuff. And so like, I I think percentage-wise, it's probably low. Yeah. The people that that are like super mad about it. Yeah. And I always, that's my thing is to keep in mind that the people who are mad are just, they hold that story to be very precious. Like if, uh, if the acolyte comes out and really changes something that happened in the light of the Jedi, which I don't think is going to happen, but I'm, I'm like light of the Jedi is one of my favorite star Wars books. And if they dramatically change something in live action, I'm not going to be happy about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it it can be s- somewhere where, like, like you said, it's a story that someone loves dearly, or it could be someone who you kind of also fall into this category who is just obsessed with canon right. and timeline, and like, this is what happened, and here's when it happened, and I know this, and I can look it up, and here it is, and like, yeah. if that gets changed anyway, that can really mess with people. Well, that. That side of things, which, yes, I do fall into that camp, but that's the side where I remind myself to be flexible Mm -hmm. and just, like, it's never going to be perfect all the time. (laughs) I guess I I don't want storytellers to be completely imprisoned by canon. Like, I, I don't want a character who was killed in a book to just be alive for no reason in a show uh, but like in the Asajj Ventress situation, I'm like, let's wait and see before we get all riled up. Sure. And so them getting out in front of that and communicating is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, this constantly changing universe is, I'm sure it's difficult to keep everything in line. So that's when my boy, my boy here, <laughs> uh, is brought into Aftermath or uh-huh. into um the mandalorian Mm -hmm. and things didn't quite line up from aftermath but i was like it's okay (laughs) i'm willing to just take the step back and be like broad strokes it works pretty well yeah If, if you think about how big star wars canon is i mean we have a whole bookcase you can't see it but like and we don't even own every single book but as far as all the canon content in the star wars timeline there's like nothing else like that that exists that has like canon this is what happened and here's the timeline for when it happened like i i maybe star trek has something similar to it but there's just so much content in this universe that 
in the grand scheme of things is if one little thing gets changed that's yeah. going to continue to happen like in the, yeah, bits and pieces that's what i tell myself too is that you know like things like this will happen and i i kind of go through depending on what it is uh, i'm trying to remember the last one that i really was like mm. uh but i kind of <laughs> go through the five stages of grief real fast <laughs> And, and get into acceptance because I'm like, it, it doesn't make sense to really uh, ruin my blood pressure every time this happens. Yeah. But yeah, for the most part, I don't think that Star Wars fans really overreact about it. I, like, part of it is just a communication thing as well. When 10 years ago, when they made Legends a thing and they said, I mean, at least their intent was like, it's all going to connect. It's all going to matter. And then when that starts to not happen, you're like, mm, but you said, and yeah. like, I, I think I have accepted that, you know, things are going to change here or there. And then I, I, that's why I'm like, so grateful for something like Cobb Vanth, where I'm like, the books do matter. Mm -hmm. And maybe the details aren't going to be perfect. But like, I was convinced that they were just going to skip over Cobb Vanth and Boba Fett would show up in his armor. And then some other book was going to be like, this is how Boba Fett, like, here's a little Star Wars Adventures comic. And mm -hmm. Boba Fett t took his armor from that Cobb Vanth man. But yeah. now the fact that Cobb Vanth is uh, a part of the storytelling on screen, I'm like, that that's the other side of the coin for me that where I'm like, it works very well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of people will say, you know, to to the people online that are constantly complaining about something like star wars they're like why why keep watching it if you're gonna let something so small as like the ventress change whatever they change in that or the canaan change if you're gonna let that ruin something for you 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 can make that choice but is that good for you is that how you want to consume content is that gonna make you not trust anything else that comes out for star wars like yeah well to build off that i yeah i don't really like that attitude of just well why why would i even bother reading the books mm -hmm. if they might change it's like well because they still make you feel something yeah like that's the the books and any story uh linking up with the rest of the universe like that's fun, and I love it. And I love keeping track of it all. I love making the complete canon timeline video. But I don't go into a book thinking of, like, and and this is will connect the dots from here to here, and, like, mm -hmm. that's what's important about it. Like, the authors aren't writing the story primarily to do that. They yeah. primarily want to tell a good story with good characters that make you feel something. Mm -hmm. And let them tell their own version of that story. Like, if... If no one ever put their own little spin on Star Wars, it would never feel any different. Yeah. So. And like I said, it's just, I think, tough to constantly find that balance. And, you know, I should also throw out, like, the this, <laughs> it, it just feels like Legends Days, which, again, it kind of, they said that it wasn't going to mm. contradict itself. And for the past, uh, what, nine years of 
10 years, nine or 10 years of canon storytelling, <laughs> I think they've done a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legends had quite a few inconsistencies. And so I'm just like, yeah, this this is just Star Wars still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I was used to it from all the Legends stories. Yeah. That's all the time we have for questions today. If you want to leave a question for next week's video, just put it in the comments below or sign up for Patreon to join our weekly Q&A discussion. If you haven't already, please like this video, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Threads, and Blue Sky. And as always, thanks for watching, and may the Force be with you.